Well, welcome to the uh, 14 questions. Or welcome back to the 14 questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he going to say it? Is he going to say it? No, oh, he said it. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Folks. Damn it. I'm used to Dan correcting me and adding the welcome back. That works. Did so, you get your books, by the way? I did. Today, actually. They they all showed up, as they oftentimes do. It's, it's a curse of mine. I will order books. The last time this happened, it was a year apart. <laughs> I ordered book, two books a year apart, and they showed up on the same day. And I'd been waiting, you know, 15, 20 years for one and <laughs> two or three or four years for the other. Like, I was chomping at the bit, and they both land on my doorstep same day. But yeah, that happened today. I got three books in the mail, same time, ordered two or three weeks apart. So not quite as far. But yeah, they showed up. So was that during your weekend? Was this part of your weekend? How was your weekend? Uh, it's same old weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so for folks that, you know, know us or don't know us too well over here, Brandon's always got a story about the post office. He's always waiting for something. Driving there, driving back. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's silly. If, if it comes with a tracking number... It is, it is going to not arrive on time or at all recently. Yeah, recently, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, maybe, maybe that package will show up, but I doubt it. So the, um, the most successful person so far on social media right now is Teddy. Who's, uh, <laughs> you know, for anybody who wants to follow Teddy, he's at Teddy underscore puppy dog on Twitter. But he actually got a like from... And Milgram. One, one of his heroes. And by his heroes, I mean well, yeah. Dan, Dan's hero. <laughs> so for the listeners out there, it's I listen to news, yeah. I listen to quite a few of the podcasts that the uh, cafe folks put out um, over there in their land. And, you know, for folks so inclined, they do a fantastic job, by the way. Uh, and that would be uh, Preet Brar and Ian Milgram over on Cafe Insider. And then uh, stay tuned with Preet. Great podcasts. So, you know. And again, maybe they listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be lovely? Yeah, you know, if you ever want to, guys, you know, you know, listen to guys talk about tech and space rovers with bumper stickers, you know, maybe, maybe they need some downtime in their day, but yeah. Yeah, they just, you know, great way to relax. Yeah, so I mean, outside of taking COVID precautions, Teddy's almost always in the studio with us or around when we're recording. Yeah. He's, he's got a new bed now and, you know, it's just sacked just out happy there. as can be. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Interesting. So what are we talking about this week? We're going to be talking about social media. Titans, people. The, the Titans. The, the clash of the Titans, right? Obviously, three, three big players in that game these days. You got Facebook, Google, and Apple, which isn't necessarily in the social media game, but they are in the privacy game a little bit. Yeah, and we're going to hit on that after the break, but what happened in uh, Down Under there? That was kind of a biggie. Yeah, that was that was rather interesting, wasn't it? So, for those not familiar, uh, Facebook and Google and the Australian government got into a little little bit of a row. A tiff-tiff. Just a bit, just a bit. Now, they basically decided that uh, social media needs to pay news content providers, you know, for the news. Yeah, so I was covering this. I actually came across a pretty good article in The Verge by uh, John Porter, uh, most recently updated February 23rd. At, at least that's the one I'm looking at. Um, and it's pretty. It's it's a pretty enlightening article because uh, this one caught me off guard. I didn't know what was going on down there. 
Um, but long and the short was, you know, the Australian government, and then they reference out to um, the Honorable Josh Frendenberg, who's an MP there, uh, over this uh, amendments that they were doing to this news media and digital platform mandatory bargaining code. Uh, long and the short, Australian government says if you're going to, you know, make a bunch of money pushing news out there, um, you sort of need to pay some of these news outlets. Yeah, that, that I mean, own the content you're distributing. You know, they, that makes sense. They right? have to have some type of uh, some type of agreement. So <laughs> then they got into you know buckling down and and you know what they were going to get forced to do, and you know the. Facebook folks chimed in and some other stuff went on, but, and I guess Australia didn't have news on their Facebook for a hot second. That was a, kind of got everybody's attention. Yeah. yeah they just, nah, we're going to take it all down then. Yeah. And then that's, uh, a, that's a power move. That's a power move. It was sort of, uh, I was actually talking to somebody else about this and they're like, well, they played their nuclear option of doing that, which, you know, probably woke a few folks up. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, now it's interesting because if you follow anything over in this side of the pond, I guess it's not a pond when you go into Australia, ocean. Um, well, I mean, it's just a different pond. Okay. <laughs> you know, the, the, these folks, anytime you, you see them in front of, a, you know, our government, it's like we welcome regulation and discussion and conversation. So <laughs> I don't know what they're, what they're missing over there, but, you know, a thing or two. So... So it was kind of interesting. Uh, you know, Facebook has a, has a pretty big team. So president of Global News Partnership, Campbell Brown from Facebook, there was a statement here in the uh, Vox, or sorry, the Verge uh, article that I was citing um, that they've reversed based on some clarification that they've now gotten from the, uh, the government over there. And then uh, BBC reported out, this was kind of funny, that... Uh, Facebook has refriended Australia. <laughs> that well, that, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's a, that's a wholesome end of the story, right? Well, I don't know if it's over yet, but oh, I'm sure it's only just just beginning. But it's interesting, you know, because it is kind of a symbiotic relationship. You know, these news outlets, like I, clearly, they want to get paid and make money, but Facebook does put them in front of millions of pairs of eyeballs that may not see them. You know, no, without it, right, it, so. Who, who owes who money here? It's it's pretty complicated for you. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So you have your your big players that have their paywalls, you know, that can do that, and they have a subscriber base, and they benefit from getting stuff in, you know, quote unquote, the Facebook news feed, <laughs> yeah. or you know, Google had mentioned, you know, with hashtagging and, and analytics and stuff, how stuff floats to through the Google e ecosphere. But then there are, there are a bunch of smaller outlets that are trying to survive this. And, you know, somebody writes a really good story and all of a sudden it just gets distributed to millions of people. And, yeah. you know, it, yeah. They, Things go viral and, yeah. you know, a lot more eyes landed on it because of social media than yeah. it probably would have to begin with, without. But, you know, there's, there's got to be some mutually beneficial agreement on the financial side. Like, I would like, agree. Like do some revenue sharing off the ads because, Which, you know. I think the intent of the government, and I don't mean to speak for them, but from I'll parlay through what I've read, the Australian government and the New Zealand government basically is trying to get there. Um, 
I don't know if they have a C-SPAN over there. Hey, any of our Australian listeners, we have a couple. Tell us, is there a C-SPAN that we can watch? Yeah, or a C-SPAN equivalent. Yeah. I mean, we watch the EU stuff go yeah, on. Australian parliamentary procedure. Yeah. That's fun. We love doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but it, it's kind of, it, it's just, it's weird that it just popped out in my radar out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, I know that the DU's covered some of this and people were sniffing around and obviously I'm not sure where we are here in this country with this, but yeah, they, they kind of are pushing to do a thing, which is good. I think the conversation needs to be had. I do too. You know, yeah. It's like paying royalties on music, like services like Spotify and Pandora and whatnot, you know, yeah. you might not get what it's worth, but you're going to get something. Yeah. But you know, a million pennies adds up. Yeah. Right? You're all in the ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's just not a model that, you know, any of the companies have really thought through or maybe they do. Maybe there, I think there are some payments that go on. I just, you know, be interesting. Yeah. But, unidirectionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the one fight, but the big Titan fight, which we'll get into after the break, because I like to sort of look at this as the, uh, if you're looking at the Google and the apples and the Facebooks of the world, this is a, sailboat race where they're, they're tacking and jiving, man. There, there's some interesting wind stealing and setup going on. So uh, we'll get into that one after the break. We'll be right back. to the 14 questions. Before the break, we were, of course, discussing the future of news on social media and yeah. the land down under. Yeah. Uh, which is which is really interesting because I think that's a conversation that's going to happen in our country as well as many, many others uh, now that someone's kind of broached the subject, right? No, and I think it's important. I mean, you know, as, as things move on and carry on and develop in the eco-webs of things, you know, who's looking at things, where, which store, you know. Basically, if you have a retail front, right, people are walking in, that's a value added. And, you know, if you're giving away free stuff, you get more people. Turns out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, when your whole model is based on engagement, too, you know, and yeah. keep, keeping people in your little ecosystem, um, every little bit helps, right? Yeah, so that's, uh, that's where we're going to go in this uh, second part. Um, I want to talk about a titan fight. Yeah, the, the, the battle between good and evil. Well, I don't, I well, don't want it. Yeah, I want, <laughs> no. Or maybe just, you know, 50 shades of gray on all sides. Yeah, I'm just going to, before we go here, I'm just going to point out that Aaron Holmes, March 17th, 2020, reported out under Business Insider you know, that the Facebook people were, the future is private. That was like a, a year ago. That's interesting. In what, in what context? Was that something Zuckerberg said? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Facebook, yeah. The future is private. Yeah, just the future. 
<laughs> but not the present where Facebook exists, right? I, I, so here's where we are, folks. <laughs> Apparently, not naming names because uh, Tim Cook did not um, during a keynotes uh, earlier reported out. I'm looking at uh, Sarah Morrison's article and update February 1, 21 under Vox. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of reporting about this because uh, Tim Cook said a thing, and I think we've actually got the quote here. So we'll 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 do this and come right back. Yeah, yeah. So Cook had this to say about kind of the current state of affairs. If a business is built on misleading users, on data exploitation, on choices that are no choices at all, then it does not deserve our praise. It deserves reform. We should not look away from the bigger picture. At a moment of rampant disinformation and conspiracy theories juiced by algorithms, we can no longer turn a blind eye to a theory of technology that says all engagement is good engagement. The longer the better, and all with the goal of collecting as much data as possible. Too many are still asking the question, how much can we get away with? When they need to be asking, what are the consequences? Some pretty powerful words from Tim Cook. Um, yes, of course, he doesn't come out right and say the word Facebook, but I think well, okay, so maybe we, that was directed, you know, throwing a little bit of shade, as the kids say these days. No, that was a shot over the bow, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't so subtle. No, so, you know, interestingly, you know, basically we got we to back this up a little bit. And I, I wasn't even totally aware, but the Cambridge, we don't need to rehash Cambridge Analytica and all this, but, you know, Facebook does a thing, you use their app, and then when you're not using it, it's tracking you if you leave it open, basically. Or, or in some instances, you know, if it's, if it's closed out, you know, there's still data on your phone and personal device yeah. that it has access to, whether it be GPS or location services or your contacts list, things, you know, you, you can build a pretty accurate picture, which we've talked about in previous podcasts of someone's life behaviors so, and patterns, right? I'm not going to jump, I'm, you know, this is just for, for the listeners to understand, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, go, oh, you know, Zuck bad and cook good. I'm just going to say this. Basically, what's happening here is they're tracking what you do after the uh, the meal at the restaurant, where you go, what you do. And basically, you know, over in Apple land, they said enough is enough. Um, they're doing a new thing, ATT, which is a feature that has to be installed on all apps to let people know when this stuff is actually happening. Yeah. Puts it more of a dashboard in front of your face. Yeah, just a big... Big warning and alert when you install an app and it says this app is going to access this, 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 and this and use it in these ways. Do you agree or no? And so it's, it's you know, it's disclosure, right? Like they've been, you know, kind of using well, our data. Well, and a reminder. I mean, think, you know, they've really tried. I mean, they have over in Apple land. They control the device, right? So the device lights up now. Oh, your location services are on. Your camera is being used. 
Like it's, get the, get it's, the little orange dot, green dot. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, which I think is good. It kind of reminds people. No, and I, and, and, and I agree with you there because, you know, this isn't a thing that's on the forefront of your mind constantly. You know, most people, you know, you, you get comfortable and you let your guard down. And you you're, shift you're from waiting, one task to another. You're waiting for your flight, yeah. you know, on a six-hour layover, and you're like, I'm going to download this game. Little do you know, for whatever reason, the game needs access to a lot of things a game probably should, well, you know, or, your, or even your social media apps and whatnot. It's good to be... Just reminded, hey, we're we're tracking you. Well, that and and I think and I think Cook's point was, you know, Apple definitely pivoted and said, hey, our users are serious about privacy, and they made some big statements when it comes to health apps or things that monitor your workouts or your your you know your heart rate, your sleep, whatever. Yeah, you know, that's again, that's when, a big. When it comes to health data and and locking that down. You know, I'd, I'd be a lot less incentivized or inclined to buy like an Apple Watch or a Fitbit type device if I knew that that data was going to go back to, say, a health insurance provider that's going to make right. a decision based on. I'd rather not give them any information at all. But, you he, know, but here's here's where here to, to me, you know, so Cook's saying, hey, we're, they, they've already indicated they pivoted. Right. So the, the boat has tacked and jibed several times in this, you know, on this ocean of the Titans fighting. And they've indicated, and, and even over at, at Google, I mean, CEO of Google, he stepped behind this and said, you know, Google actually takes this stuff pretty seriously and privacy pretty seriously. Yeah. Because I think people have sort of a friendly Google, but also a mistrust of, you know. Yeah, I mean, they've had their hiccups in the past when yes. it comes to personal data. And, you know, Google was kind of able to pivot a little bit yes. with the way they handled that Uh and Apple to a degree as well, or Facebook, you know, that's, that's kind of like, that's kind of Facebook. That's the revenue generation of Facebook. When the other thing that's pointed way. out to me, um, talking to Steve actually last week, telling him that we we're going to cover this subject is that to point out that both those companies, so we've referenced both Google and Apple have gone through pretty big iterations of who's at the top, their CEOs, their board of directors, you know, they, they've gone through some stuff over the years if you followed either of the yes. histories there. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, Facebook has not. No, it's Zuckerberg's number one. Yep. From from day one and the foreseeable I just, future. And I, I just thought that was important to, you know, point out and enumerate at this point in time that they're in this position where they rely on collecting this data. And I think I said it in one of our very early podcasts most people are okay with that if you're just selling me a, you know, a fucking pair of jeans. But this, this, this data mining is getting serious. And I think Cook really put a line in the sand and said, selling to third party mm-hmm. on a thing that tracks you outside of the, 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 even after you stop using it, people are sensitive to this. And I'm sure, you know, to Google's point on their, their phones and their iOSs and their platforms, they don't want to be mixed up in a, I mean, come on, folks. The number one worry right now is things getting hacked, your personal data getting stolen, and everybody's like, well, if you've got nothing to hide, what, what are you worried about? But yet people freak out when they hear that, oh, you know, whatever credit agency or health data, and you get a notice in the mail, right? And so not selling to third parties, losing the custodial control of this stuff, and then turning around, and then when it gets hacked... I'm sure that, you know, 
basically Google and Apple are like, we don't want to get caught up in this. You know, so so there's going to be a fight about this. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to be caught up in it either if I were in their shoes. No, and, and, and so the pivot now, you know, and we're talking, this started, you know, probably late January this year when things were heating up because Apple sort of said, hey. And came out and said, hey, iOS 14, it's yeah. going gonna to warn people. And Apple, yeah, sure, they control the device. They control the app store. They control whatever. And it's like, these are our rules to play. Yeah. And a bunch of companies, a bunch of health companies and exercise companies were pissed off at them a year ago. And they just said, go away. Like, yeah. don't be on our devices. Now, this fight is a little different because you got some big titans here. Yeah, it's a bit. And, you know, there are two sides, too, because the argument has been made that, you know, Apple generates a lot of revenue from the app store, right? You know, they take up up to 30% of all revenue that comes through the app store, uh, depending on the size and, and number of downloads of your app or applications. And so free apps like Facebook and whatnot that generate, you know, a majority of their revenue through targeted ads and, and data, um, if they take that away, well, then they may have to start charging for their apps, which means Apple's getting 30% instead of hosting a free app, you know? So it like the water's not crystal clear here. There's, there's, no. you know, a little mud from both sides. I'm, I'm afraid, but I do think I it, personally, as a consumer, I want these disclosures. I do too. And I don't like, mind because ultimately Apple's, you know, worth hundreds and hundreds of millions and trillion dollars, right? Facebook. Yeah. Facebook, you know, not quite as big, but pretty damn big. And ultimately it's my data. You know, is it? I, it, it is until they steal it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, ultimately it's, it's, it's created and derived from me and my behaviors and my patterns and everything else. And like, I want, I want to know where it goes. Right. You know, ultimately. So Google, Google's the interesting outlier here that I want to follow where they're going to chime in on this because obviously, you know, two Titans fighting right now and Google's kind of soft around the edges, but they got a boat in the water and a big sail. And so you start to see, you know, people starting to like line up to whose wind's going to get stolen in this little ecosystem. And again, Google's out there with an iOS. They don't make phones per se, but they control how we consume. They control the, the the thing in our hand. Yeah, with Android being basically a free operating system used Correct. You know, on so many devices. And Google has made a couple of phones, but it's not a primary no. thing that they're engaged in. But they, they still are keenly aware that their users know that they are engaging through them. Yes. As, as, as Apple users know, they're engaging through Apple. And so they're trying to proprietarily protect that first line of understanding, regardless of whose app is running on a phone. Yeah. But the consequences, if, you, just, can't, if you can't trust the app stores, you know, we, yeah. In, in, in the consequences here, folks are extraordinary. So not buying a pair of jeans, I'm talking, this data has gotten so complex and, 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 and good. It's a little scary. Like when you can start influencing democracies and decisions and who yeah. knows what, and then open that up to third parties who want to get involved behind the scene that no one really understands or sees. I mean, 
It's a bit terrifying. It's a little. Yeah, I say, I I say average, it all the time. They, you know. they know more about my life than I do because they can see the things I can't. And you all know. the conversations around you that you can't see, and they can put all that together. Exactly. Like yeah. You and I. You said that way back when. My interaction with you, my interaction with my girlfriend and my family and my other friends, you know, I'm aware of. But what I'm not aware of in Facebook and the like are, are the internet, you know, the, the rest of that Venn diagram of overlap. Right. Um, so they can connect dots that I can never connect. Uh, it's very interesting. Yeah. So this, this basically, so I referenced the ATT, which is the app tracking transparency, not the AT&T company of <laughs> phones. So, um, which I'm kind of shocked that no one at Apple caught that, but maybe that was intended. Um, but this article put out by Vox by, uh, Sarah Morrison, it's good. It's worth a read. As a, as a first be aware of these things that are going on yeah. before you like, just look at the little snippets, but this is going to be, this is one to definitely follow because you, you know, we talked about what's going on in Australia and down under, that's going to be a precedent setter. Yeah. Which again is going to spark off some conversations right. in, in around the, the globe, I think. Yeah. And this one right out of the box is, you know, obviously people have their feelings one way or the other, about all these companies and they have their different opinions. But when you get down in the weeds, this is some serious stuff. And they, they all, all these players have, you know, skin in the game, if you will. Well, they've all got a lot to lose, for and, sure. And a lot to lose. Yeah. So can can you pivot and, and still exist in the right. world? You know, again, Apple derives a lot of revenue from hardware. Yes. You know, Google, Google has its little tentacles and a lot of different things, but Facebook is Facebook, you know, yeah. Well, and I mean, Instagram, social media, you know, down, but, but again, Facebook, you know, the users, Apple's not, but they want people using their phones. And if, you know, sure. whatever WhatsApp and Instagram and stuff works well, they don't want to lose that. No. So this is like shot over the bow, but to watch this play out is kind of interesting because this is one of the times we don't actually get to see it. Like when they're testifying in front of Congress here, and you can actually see the conversations. We don't know what's going on behind the, yeah, exactly. behind the deal. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be a biggie, folks. So uh, other than that, you got anything to add to that? I think that that's about it until there's further development yeah. on both these fronts. But the convergence yeah. of these different things happening with the, the, the big boys in tech is kind of, or girls, um, you know, this is going to be, this is the 20, 2021, 2022, 2023 yeah. globally. So, you know, sit tight, folks. So, yeah, this one might drag on for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then some. Anyhow, so we thought we would touch on that and uh, let's leave it there, I guess, right? Yeah. All right. Until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture.
14 Questions podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Podcasts.